Are you ready for phase two of the medical tyranny psyop? Because phase two is coming. We're already starting to see the installation of the fear mechanism, RSV. People who became afraid of the COVID flu because the TV told them to be afraid of the COVID flu are going to fear RSV. But no discussion about why it's spiking. And then high numbers of people going to the hospital because of the flu. That happens. It's, it's happened before. It's happened in the last five years. But there's going to be no questions about, wait a minute, why are people who normally don't get sick from the flu getting sick from the flu? Those, those questions will not come. And don't think they will not do this again. Watch what's happening in China. They're building hundreds of thousands of pods to store people in if they, you know, blink red on their social credit phone. Well, because the flu. This is a good discussion to hear on Fox News. Lisa Booth. You'd have to be an idiot to not think it came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, right? They, they were working on uh, coronavirus research with gain of function that we funded, which is why Dr. Fauci is so shifty on the issue and covering for China. But let's also not pretend that we're that much better from China uh, on this issue than the, the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, you had a Rasmussen poll. Nearly half of Democrats wanted to put someone like me for not getting the vaccine in a government camp. Almost half of Democrats wanted to fine or imprison people for simply questioning the efficacy of a vaccine. I could not go out to dinner in New York City for a period of time. You- yeah, let's let's not pretend. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made. They all are, and this is the time through which God has decided we shall live. It's our turn, in other words. Soda Weight Loss, SodaWeightLoss.com is the official fat loss partner of the Todd Herman Show. Incidentally, they're also that for the Dallas Cowboys. All the signs are there, as I see it, that they're not done. And I've said many times before that they can never be done with the medical tyranny because this is the thing that has worked for them. Now, let's just track how many different ways they've tried to control the people. Right? You had the war on terror, and there were real terrorists, and they really attacked our country. And 9-11 was real. And there were people who were taking human beings and burning them alive in cages. That that happened. And the government used that as an opportunity to install a whole lot of security methods that you can look at and say, well, that was theater. Now, I had a friend who was with the Department of Homeland Security and, and ran some of the airport stuff. And I asked him once, how much of this is theater? I said, a good bit of it. And I said, look, I don't mean to talk out of school here but i'm fairly certain i could sneak something into an uh, onto an airplane pretty certain and i think i would know how to do it he goes well so can i because we know that so part of it is to dissuade people who are not that committed to it part of it is to have the bad guys thinking oh we're all over this but yeah it's a lot of it's theater but some things that were not theater like the patriot act and looking into our finances in minute detail and beginning to build the surveillance state that helped them 
that they took for a test run during the COVID flu. When they installed the lockdown, they took the, the surveillance state for a test run. And if you doubt that, go back a couple of weeks to the show notes uh, where we talked about the actual yield, where we actually got to see through Freedom of Information Act requests how they tracked us with proximity locators and phone-to-phone locators. And uh, they were tracking a bunch of us, where we went, how long we were there, what we did. And they took that for a good long test drive. And I think they liked the results. Because there's a heads, they win, tails, we lose element to this, which was, yeah, uh, half the country eventually said no. And a good, good portion of us said no from the very beginning, not doing it. Half the country didn't say no. Heads, they win. Half the country didn't say no. Tails, we lose. The country's further divided. That is, if you look at things strictly from a tactical, strategic, political lens, that's not how I look at things. Of course, I look at things in a kingdom view. These weird times are going to come. That's not a direct quote from the Lord Jesus. He didn't say weird times. The Bible told us that times like this would come. So when I say it's our turn, I don't mean to say it's going to be fun. I mean, it's our turn. Society's been through this. And it's my contention they're wrapping, uh, ramping up for round two of medical tyranny. And believe it or not, some of the same players are going to be involved in this. You know, Fauci's stepping off of a, out of the federal government, but don't think that that doesn't make him less dangerous. Or, pardon me, don't think it makes him less dangerous. I think it might make him more dangerous. Because he's got a hunger for more. You bet I do, Herman. Well, it's just that it's hard to say no to controlling people. It gives me a buzz. Of course it does, Tony. Oh, man. I was just uh, reading something from my friend Dory Monson, uh, who does a market-dominant radio show in Seattle. And he's talking about the FTX scandal. And I, we've had Zach Abraham on here a bunch of times about that. And want to know something that these guys did at FTX? This is courtesy of my friend Dory. He talked about it on his show on, um, on Tuesday. Pardon me, on Monday. Um, they bought a little bank, a tiny little bank in Washington State with like three employees. FTX, Sam Bakeman Freed. Why would they want a tiny little bank? Why would they want to have to even touch it? But more to the point, how did the federal regulators let that go through? How could they do that? People had legitimate savings in there. Now, this is what I mean when I talk about being mobbed up. Sam Bankman-Fried got to do that because Sam Bankman-Fried was hanging out with the regulators. So when I talked about mobbed up enterprises, that's what I mean. When I talk about 0% rate loans, zero interest rate loans, That's what the big boys and girls give to the big boys and girls. That was the COVID bailout. That was the illegal purchasing of corporate debt by the government. Absolutely illegal in massive amounts of money. Two tranches of $360 billion, to be precise. Now, this is the reality. That's the reality of our financial system. So, a bunch of things you could do. You could go cash only. You could uh, go barter only. But if you want growth... Unless it's land speculation and owning land and monetizing lands, you're kind of limited. So I work with Bulwark Capital Management because they are calibrated on one thing, and that is risk management. 
They understand the rig system. They understand how immoral it is. Now, when there's direct morality, such as pornography companies and stuff like that, they won't touch it because they steward money for for us. That's the way the Lord Jesus would have us do it. And in the financial system, good luck finding the pure and clean. So they do it that way. And they get results. Call them at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bower Capital Management is an investment advisor representative. Check Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. So I do think uh, that the second wave is coming. And here's some reasons why I think that's... Uh, I think that's in the offing is because the medical world has been seized. You talk about institutional capture. Here's a little new piece of news. Um, this is from justthenews.com. Massachusetts General Brigham uh, has a speech code. Brigham has a speech code. It's hospital. And that code includes a blacklist on care. This is a hospital. And they say that a a spokesperson says that repeatedly using, quote, unwelcome language on gender or race can trigger removal and ban on future non-emergency care. They won't say if, quote, dead naming or, quote, misgendering are code violations. But if using unwelcome language on gender can get you kicked out of the hospital, if you won't call a man a woman, you can be kicked out of the hospital, banned from non-emergency care. Who decides what's non-emergency? Well, they do. Right? That's the medical system. So they're not done. Remember, it was Karl Marx who, who, who talked a lot about, hey, control healthcare, control the people. Well, that's, that's a, certainly a leverage point. And then when I hear this uh, from the Fouch, and he says this with all sincerity, suddenly I, <laughs> this, I, I don't know if this gives me comfort or not. Suddenly I'm not alone in conservative media calling this guy a psychopath. I, they've I, clearly politicized it. You know, they say that I've be, I'm not political at all, period. I've never been. And anybody who knows anything about me knows that that's the case. But it is very clear when people are running their campaigns Mm -hmm. with an anti-Fauci element to it. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, this is a public health issue. So, yeah, it's going to keep going, likely much more geared towards me. I mean, it's obviously a political issue. I'm not going to get involved. I didn't get involved before in the politics, and I'm not going to get involved. Okay, so you're a liar and a psychopath. You said that protests were okay. Protests couldn't spread the COVID flu. But when it was necessary for you to say that voting in person could spread the COVID flu, you said that until the party said, don't say that. Then you didn't say that. You wrote a paper about how we need to retool our entire society, where we live, our relationship with animals and the earth, Our entire society needed to be retooled with who at the center? You. You want to be the politics. You ran the country. And you did it by campaigning. And yeah, fully based on lies. You are a dictator in heart. That's political, Tony. 
Yes, you worked there and you grifted there for multiple presidents. Under multiple presidents, you got away with what you got away with. Courtesy of the fact that you had to amp it up to get rid of Orange Man Bad. Courtesy of President Trump, we know you. And we know what you're like. And it's good to see. Well, I, I, I don't know if it's good to see. See, I don't know if this is my human pride. But to see other people in conservative media with larger audiences than God's blessed us with, calling him a psychopath, I, is it comfort and company? So I truly think they're ramping up for round two. When they're starting to talk about hospitals imposing speech codes, why would I not think that they are ramping up for round two? But could they really get away with that? Could a hospital in America get away with saying, if you will not pretend that a man is a woman, we will not, we'll not let you have care for what, gallstones, kidney stones? You know, those were called non-emergency issues, by the way. Did you know that? In the separate country of Washington, I know people who couldn't get gallstone surgery because or gallstones removed or kidney stones removed for the longest time because it was elective. That it will have you had a kidney stone? Oh, oh, oh pray to the Lord Almighty, I never get one of those. I've talked to people who've who've had those. That was elective. So could they actually get away with that here? Well, let's examine this because I don't think they're done. Uh, this is his piece from Fox News. I want you to hear the whole thing. It's Lisa Booth. And to be fair, I don't actually know who she is. See, I am so insulated from mainstream media. I, I, I can't give you a great background on Lisa Booth. In show prep, going around looking at what was coming up on Fox News, is Fox News covering this. This is the big Sunday show. And Lisa Booth is someone I want to pay attention to. You have to be an idiot to not think it came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, right? They're working on uh, coronavirus research with gain of function that we funded, which is why Dr. Fauci is so shifty on the issue and covering for China. But let's also not pretend that we're that much better from China uh, on this issue than the, the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, you had a Rasmussen poll. Nearly half of Democrats wanted to put someone like me for not getting the vaccine in a government camp. Almost half of Democrats wanted to fine or imprison people for simply questioning the efficacy of a vaccine. I could not go out to dinner in New York City for a period of time. You were rejected from a restaurant, kicked out of a restaurant. You had Joe Biden purging, still purging military heroes for not wanting to get a vaccine that the Florida Surgeon General says increases cardiac deaths in young men by 84 percent. So, like, let's not pretend that the United States is that much better than China on this issue. And and what was sad, and I think what COVID really underscored, is that you think just because we're in America, because we're a republic, somehow we're immune to tyranny. That is so refreshing. God bless you, Lisa Booth, for saying these things. And you know what, Fox, thank you for thank you for allowing this on the network. Truly thank you for this. And I don't know what the motivation is for it. And maybe I shouldn't guess. Maybe I should just be grateful that people who watch Fox get to hear this stuff. Why do I think this adds up to they want more? Well, because they're starting to talk about masking again. They're starting on MSNBC and CNN to, to, to frighten people about um, RSV. They're starting to say that RSV and masking, if you wear masks, that'll stop the RSV. Just like it stopped the COVID flu. They're starting to say that you got to get your flu shots and your annual, your annual COVID shot. They're switching tactics. Smart. They're taking the mRNA injection and they're making it just, oh, it's just a thing we do every year. 
And if that's not enough and you're going to say no to the COVID shot, they're starting to combine the mRNA with the COVID shot. So, hey, it's just a flu shot. And as we know, we live in a world where informed consent doesn't really happen because doctors are afraid to provide informed consent. So this comes down to us. If you're someone who gets a flu shot, I beg you to ask, is this mRNA based? If the doctor hedges it all, say, please get me the insert. I'd like to read it, and I'd like you to answer some questions about it. If you're going to get a flu shot, make sure the doctor's honest. You know that I was challenged by a doctor to take the COVID injection, and I used Socratic inquiry to come across the fact that he knew it was mRNA, but he didn't want me to know that. Shocking. But could they get away with this here? And could they get away with doing it again? Read you a quote here. Quote, it's a communist one-party state, we said. We couldn't get away with it in Europe, we thought. And then Italy did it. And we realized we could. That's so-called Professor Neil Ferguson. Neil Ferguson is the guy whose models, mathematical models, have been wrong about everything but always wrong in one direction. He never undershoots the danger. He always blows the danger out. Like with mad cow disease, billions will die. Like with the COVID flu, 30%, 10%, 5% death rate. Everybody will die. And when people looked into how he actually works, when actual data analysts with actual up-to-date technology, looked at how this man works. They said, no wonder he can't do anything right. He's working on 20-year-old code and 20-year-old systems. No wonder he's off. But but it's not, that's, that's not it. Again, it's the not chaos theory. Chaos results in chaotic results. Hence, chaos. All of Ferguson's work is wrong in one direction. Everybody will die. And never forget this. Well, let me get to, let me, I, I, the, the reminder I'll get to, because it, re, it reveals more about what Ferguson is. But he sat down for an interview, uh, and it's an extraordinary, an extraordinary discussion. He, in his interview, he said that China changed what was possible. Professor Neil Ferguson gave an extraordinary interview with Tom Whipple at the Times. This is from unheard.com, a great site, U-N-H-E-R-D. It's in the show notes. In which he confirms the degree to which he believes that imitating China's lockdown policies at the start of the 2020 changed the parameters of what Western societies consider acceptable. Remember that. Fauci said he's not political, except he wanted to run the country and he got away with it for a while. Neil Ferguson would probably tell you he's not political either, except he wants to run the world. He's a proponent of more lockdowns. Remember this. As China is locking people up and there's great protests and they're going to get crushed, the Chinese Communist Party ain't going to play. They're going to go crush those folks and may God save them, save their souls. I mean, it's a brave, that's actual legitimately brave protest there because that's going to end badly for everybody who's doing it, at least on earth. But they're not going to talk about the internment camps, the hundreds of thousands of pods they're building to, to, to lock human beings up if their phone blinks red. This isn't a point of human rights concern. We're not going to go to war with China over this. 
We're not going to we're not going to go. Oh, I stand with the Chinese people like like we stand with Ukraine. No. So Ferguson, this uh, Professor Ferguson, Neil Ferguson said, I think people's sense of what is possible in terms of control changed quite dramatically between January and March. He said, when Sage observed the innovative intervention out of China of locking entire communities down and not permitting them to leave their homes, they initially presumed we couldn't get it done. That's where this quote came. It's a communist one-party state. We couldn't do this in Europe, we thought. Then Italy did it, and then we realized we could. Unheard.com writes, he almost seems at pains to um, emphasize the Chinese deviation of the lockdown concept, returning it later in the interview. These days, lockdowns feel inevitable. It was... He reminds me, anything but. If, if China had not done it, the year would have been very, very different. He continues to tout the lockdowns. He continues to be excited that they got to do this. And in one way, he's right. They got to do it. In another way, he's right. It was normalized for a bunch of people. In another way, he's not telling the full truth. He never locked down. Professor Neil Ferguson didn't lock down. See, this further indicates to me that they're not done. Why? Because they never had to live with the pain. Because they got to show we don't have to do what the underlings do. We don't have to do what we force the deplorables and the bitter clingers and the vulgars to do. Do you remember this about Neil Ferguson? Because it wasn't just that he didn't lock down, but there was a detail to the fact that he didn't lock down. And it goes right back to our discussion about why wouldn't they do it again? Why wouldn't they come back for more? Where has the punishment been? Where has anybody faced accountability? There's only been reward at this point. And I'm not seeing a lot of Republicans in Congress looking to punish Big Pharma. Oh, Fauci. They want Fauci. Rand Paul wants Fauci. But I don't see a lot of people ready to punish Big Pharma or the Neil Ferguson's of the world. That's where I think that the uh, I think that's where the punishment needs to lay. Um, There is the disease care world. There's the disease invention world. And then there are people who actually care for human beings in a in a in a very direct way in very trackable way. Uh, I had just an incredible, gosh, I think we had scheduled like a 15, 20-minute chat together, uh, myself and the CEO of a company called Healthy Cell, healthycell.com, and and they have a a, a site set up specifically for me. It's healthycell.com slash Todd, okay? So our chat went from like 20 minutes scheduled to over an hour. And we talked about their approach using microgels. So if you are buying any of the following, if you're buying vitamin pills, toss them. And I'll explain why. If you're buying melatonin, I advise you to toss it. And I'm going to explain why. Most of the stuff that you take in that form, in that pill form, a lot of it is far, far too, too large, too granular for you to absorb. And that sounds bizarre, but think of this. A lot of it is 10 to 100 times too big to absorb. It's like eating sand. 
So 40% of Americans, in addition to it's like eating sand, 40% of Americans have problems swallowing pills. And I've talked about that, like the bird thing, stick your head up in there. And I don't know, the older I get, the more trouble I have following pills. Healthy Cell went through both of those problems, the absorbability problem. So because they use a, 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 a microgel technology, which is their own, it suspends. In fact, it, yeah, it suspends soluble, ultra-absorbable nutrient particles inside a natural gel made of gut-healthy ingredients like soluble fiber, citrus, acacia gum, and water. And I find this stuff delicious. You do not have to mix it with anything. You can if you like, but it's super quick. It's not the pills you need to choke down. And I want to talk about one product in particular. If you're buying vitamins, toss them. Get to HealthyCell.com slash Todd. There you're going to get to and use promo code Todd. You get 20% off your first order. Again, that's HealthyCell.com slash Todd. Promo code Todd. 20% off your first order. Or keep putting that, that stuff in your body that's like sand. Try that and then try the sleep aid. I'm here to tell you, I drink a lot of coffee. I get very, very geeked. And the Healthy Cell Sleep Aid is the only thing I have tried that doesn't just allow me to go to sleep, but not passing out. It doesn't knock me out. It allows me to sleep. And if I wake up to go to the bathroom, I go right back to sleep. That's been my experience with it. It's HealthyCell.com slash Todd. Use the promo code Todd for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com slash Todd. Here's the uh, memory about Neil Ferguson. He had COVID. This is a guy who shut the world down on bad data. I will go so far as to say, in my opinion, utterly faked data. Because Ferguson knows where he gets his money. He knows what the party wanted. They still use him. He got the COVID flu. So did his girlfriend. They were having an adulterous affair. So he broke COVID quarantine to go get with his girlfriend in an adulterous affair. This is a guy who admires the China model. Did the party bosses in China lock down? Did they, did they limit their activities? Did they hear? Did Justin Trudeau? Why would they not do it again? What did they learn? Well, thus far, they've learned they're not going to be punished in this world. Then there's this. CNN has their senior medical correspondent come on TV to talk about the latest scare gimmick, and this is RSV. And you'll never believe the innovative approach she has to stopping RSV and COVID and other respiratory diseases. I know a lot of this has to do with the fact that people were taking such big mitigation steps over the last several years. That's why we're seeing such a difference now. A big question people want to know, though, is how they avoid getting sick as the flu cases are already this high and people are gathering for the holidays. They're out and about much more than they have been in the last several years. Right, Caitlin, so all of the advice that I'm going to give you, you have heard it before. There is nothing new under the sun. It's very basic. Except this is all new under the sun. Masks have never stopped respiratory viruses. They can't. 
the viral particles are too small. And I honestly, I honestly, I may not have the energy to go back through this. I can go back through the meta analysis that the CDC did of six or eight of its own studies gathered across a 49 year period where they actually tested groups of people with, with, with influenza. They had confirmed influenza. Some people masked, some people didn't. Masks never stopped it. The CDC's conclusion, masks do not inhibit the transmission of upper respiratory viruses. There is, this is new under the sun. Stuff. It's things like getting a flu shot, so important. Washing your hands frequently. Flu shots vary between 15 and 30% efficacy. And if you want to, no one's advising you to, but if you want to, certainly wearing a mask is going to help protect you against the flu. Now listen to the way she phrases this. Do you see the coordinated change in messaging? If you want to, certainly no one's telling you to, but if you want to, wear a mask. See the coordinated change in messaging? You mentioned things like RSV and COVID and other respiratory diseases. As you mentioned, flu hospitalizations at at a high um, right now for this point in the season. Such- for this point in the season, it was about five years ago what they had, that we had the f- highest flu levels in some time. It was, um, I'm, I'm going to screw it up if I do it by memory, but it was an extraordinary spike. Guess what? There there were patients in hallways. There were. In some of the big city hospitals, there were patients in hallways, but we didn't ever get to know that. Why? Because the media wasn't told to turn it into a fear factory. In early flu season, if you look all the way to the right, you can see a bar that represents the rate now, all the rates over the past 10 years. Beautiful job of cherry picking the data. Beautiful job of scoping the data so that you don't have to go look at previous flu cycles on a yearly basis. When there is a slow flu year, there's going to be a big flu year the next year. They lower at this point in the season. Caitlin, Poppy. And Elizabeth, you know, you heard Dr. Fauci saying there that he's hoping that we're at the peak. But also this comes as we are seeing these RSV cases pushing hospitals at the bridge. Cases, cases, cases. Pushing hospitals to the breaking point. Just like flu did five or six years ago with people in the hallways, in big city hospitals. Something COVID never did. They're loading up the same game. No one's telling you to. RSV is going to kill your kids, but no one's telling you to mask. They're doing the same lack of context. There is no curiosity. Why is RSV suddenly, RSV has, like many, many kids get RSV. In fact, some people would tell you that most kids get RSV at a young age, and guess what? Their immune system tackles it. Why isn't that happening now? Since most kids get this stuff, RSV, and then they recover and they never knew they had it, they're asymptomatic, in other words, and their body handles it. Why is that not happening now? Has RSV changed? Or have the immune systems of kids who've been injected or been around adults who've been injected and have had the injection shed onto them, is that affecting them? How about years away from vitamin D? How about years away locked inside? How about little kids who didn't get to intermingle? How about little kids who didn't go get to build crossover and T-cell immunities by spending time with little kids? How about a generation of sickly kids who never went out and rolled in the dirt at an age when the body can take that stuff on and not get sick? 
because the immune system is so high. Because the mother in the gestation time and in the breastfeeding has passed on her immunity in a supercharged sense. None of the questions. See, they're playing the same game. You tell someone something awful is going to happen, but we don't know why. Something's awful is happening, but they're not going to give you any context. It's the same approach. It's a similar psyop. And I have to believe at some point they're going to turn and they're going to blame this on first us. Pure bloods, people who are not injected. Secondly, if President Trump is not somehow indicted, and he's going to be. If he gets past that and is on the ballot, they will turn this and they will swing it at Trump. I had an opportunity to talk with a fascinating man uh, named Dr. Tao Braun. And we're going to do the full interview coming up this week. I'm cleaning up some of the audio. I screwed up on my side, to be honest with you. I just want to be honest. And Dr. Braun has a great background in, well, advising people on national security. With what? Well, psyops, response to things like biological warfare. So who has he consulted? Everybody in the federal government, the military. He's one of the most sought-after consultants in that realm. And I asked Dr. Braun about the lockdowns and about whether or not this was just brain-breaking. And was the capriciousness of the lockdown, was that on purpose? Did it have the effect, I think it did, of making people afraid to question because it's, it's, it's crazy-making? I want you to hear what he had to say about that. Dr. Tal Braun, quick comment from him as we build up to this interview towards the end of the week. More on Fauci Plus. Uh, man, some weird stuff happening in a half marathon. It's the weather. I want you to know that. It's just the weather. Uh, you guys are so, you're going to be part of something so incredibly special as we work together to lift this company, Allen's Artisan Soaps, and as they lift themselves. And I think we can all agree that God's doing the ultimate lifting. But I'm telling you, the signs are right here. They're going to have a breakthrough year. And they're going to have a breakthrough moment in media. I can feel it. And it's so worthwhile. It's this, this, this. It, in, in your cupboard, how many different types of soaps are there? And how many of them are founded on the mission of giving work to people who are, well, special needs? People who couldn't get hired by Dove or, or Unilever or any of the big companies because they'd say, well, that person should have been aborted. So how many soaps are there like that? How many friends do you have then in your sphere of influence, family, friends, who have similar soap collections in their house. And how many of them love the sanctity of life? How many of them in the Christmas season celebrate the great gift of the life of the Lord Jesus, the life, the death, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus? I think this is a moment that matches. See, Alan's Artisan Soaps begins and starts with a mission. Employ people like young Alan. And to do that, though, they've got to have a sustainable product. People have kind hearts, but they can give to philanthropy. They can give to charity. If you're going to sell a product, it better be a great one, and it is. 
You go to allensoaps.com slash Todd, you're going to notice some things. Number one, when you use my name, you get 10% off everything there. allensoaps.com slash Todd. Number two, the fragrances you won't see anywhere else. Number three, they're all natural ingredients. Number four, they're made in the United States of America. And I'll tell you this, there are three generations of soap making expertise behind these products. And the young man, Alan, is not a mascot. He works there every single day. Give this as a gift to your friends who love life, who value life. They'll get the soaps. They'll try those. They can subscribe later. You can subscribe with the Herminator sub. You can build your own DIY package so you decide what's in it for your friends. And they celebrate life together. Stocking stuffer, beautiful one. AllenSoaps.com slash Todd. I talked to Dr. Tal Braun about uh, the lockdowns, and I said, I noticed something right away. Then that was that they were capricious. I noticed that the rules didn't make any sense. I noticed that none of it was consistent. I noticed that they didn't use any consistent measurement for when someone was sick. I noticed that Home Depot was perfectly safe from the COVID flu, uh, but local hardware stores were death traps. I noticed that strip clubs... And abortion facilities were fine with the COVID flu, but man, your, your church, it's a death trap. I noticed things like people wearing a mask as they walked into the restaurant, but then took them off when they sat down because the COVID flu can't hit you there. And I talked to Dr. Braun, who has expertise in psyops and environment prepping and the psychology of that and has done an enormous amount of study around the virus itself and its origins and how it affects our minds. And later you're going to hear from him on how he contends the injections themselves are infecting people's minds and thinking. So I asked him about these capricious rules like masking. Yeah. So you're, you're in, I mean, first of all, you, you, you've got a very keen insight on how Everybody should have tackled this. And in a world, in a world that's becoming harder and harder to trust anybody, you, you've got the answer. The answer is common sense. The answer is running it through a very, very set of questions um, that, that essentially a child, you should be able to have this conversation with a child and that you and the child should come to the same conclusion. Common sense, common sense should be very, so simplistic um, that, that even a child, um, could understand something complicated if it's broken down. So let's go back to when you were saying about, you know, these various things. Um, it's everything that you've highlighted in terms of the lockdowns. They, they fulfill a goal, um, in terms of an, an operational goal. Um, uh, you mentioned, for example, that you could go off and you could, let's say, play a round of golf if you were with people in your family or in your pod. The reason for that, from an operational standpoint, is to cut off communication so that you wouldn't be receiving contradictory indication uh, uh, information, right? And so you're siloing, you're creating a silo. Now, if, the, if there wasn't heavy-handed censorship, then you could know that your silo might be getting information from outside the silo. But the algorithms on social media are not only censored, but they're also highly specific to you and your belief systems. So they didn't have to silo off. The algorithms have been running for years 
in terms of if somebody wants to change their mind on a subject. And let me, let me, let me make sure that you heard how I phrased that. You cannot change someone's mind. If somebody wants to change their mind on a subject and they go digging for the information, that's the only way that you're ever going to change your mind. It is the desire to know something differently than your way you know it now. It's a desire. Cannot be forced. You will never, ever change your mind on anything. And in fact, there, are, uh, I, I, there were a couple of highlighted moments for me in my doctorate program, and one of which was two, two, things, two things that are relevant to this conversation. One of which is a, a concept called defensive reasoning, which defensive reasoning is the best way to understand when a large organization goes through a catastrophic process where so, there's failure that should have been taken out at a much earlier step. The, the reason for that failure is something called defensive reasoning in that when you bring the leader more and more information, it only solidifies their faulty thinking, right? Uh, the, the, the confirmational biases, um, the, the idea that somebody will hold on and they will basically defend their position instead of learning something new, right? So at, at, at we've, got a, we've got a failure at, at multiple levels of something called defensive reasoning. But when you also take people and when you terrify people, remember the old expression, I think it was uh, President Obama that had said, um, when people are scared, they cling to their Bible and their guns. Right, so there, there's, there's a truth in that, in the fact that when you are terrified, you don't necessarily seek solutions if you don't think that you've got time. What you will cling to is the things that you know and respect the best. Boom. The always crisis. COVID. Black Lives Matter Incorporated. Antifa, Russia, 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 RSV, RSV, flu, flu. There's no time. Everybody will die. Why do I think they're going to do it again? Because they're keeping the tempo up. They're keeping the fear up. Even with the figurehead in office, they're keeping the fear up. Oh, they went through that time. Where even the figurehead said, oh, we're no longer in a pandemic. And then his people came back and said, oh, pandemic, pandemic. But then there's this. And Clay, or probably Buck Sexton pointed this out. Buck writes, Fauci still thinks that your kids should be locked out of school if there are regional COVID spikes, despite the fact that they're at no risk and lockdowns do nothing to stop the virus. And Buck adds, he's a psychopath. People who believed in him should be ashamed. So coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down? I don't know, uh, uh, Margaret. I'm not sure. When when you talk about shutting down schools, there's always the collateral That's also radioactive. (laughs) Exactly. There's always the collateral issue. So you have to balance and do it in real time, depending upon the viral load of disease in your region, whether, you know. Buddy, you have no idea the viral load in any region in this country. You are such a sociopath. Pal, you have no idea what the viral load was. You are such 
a liar. The upper northeast may be quite different from the southwest, from the from the from the Pacific coast, from the upper northwest. So you have to have the local authorities evaluate on a situation by situation. How? How? There are no baseline measurements, Tony. You won't allow, you didn't call for, you don't push for baseline measurements. Everything this man says is a lie. Situation basis, the, the potential collateral deleterious effects with the effect. Collateral deleterious effects like teen suicides, teens attempts at suicide, increased drug addiction, increased, increased addiction to phones and video games, increased isolation, inability to form lasting relationships, inability for little kids to create mirrored synapses by which they're able to form empathetic relationships with others. 40% of small businesses being destroyed, which inexorably leads to suicide because you can track increases in suicide in people to drops in in the gross domestic product and it doesn't happen right away all the time it rolls out over four or five years so now you have kids who've had parents commit suicide one or more of their parents commit suicide as a result of seeing all the economic meaning in their life washed out and tony fauci says oh, it's deleterious uh, uh, deleterious uh, uh, collateral damage and we have to respond in real time uh, to what the viral load is even though the pcr tests don't tell us uh, a thing about viral load and and we certainly don't uh, culture the viruses. They're going to do it again. But this time, everybody knows. And with all respect to what Dr. Tal Braun said, yeah, there are people who will not change their mind unless, unless they have to. We're getting to that point. And even then, it's hard for some. And if I were to say one thing that's changed in me in the past six weeks, and maybe you, that man is, he's in a jail cell. I'm looking at a man in a jail cell. I'm looking at a man, quite frankly, in hell with Tony Fauci. I'm looking at a man through whom so much evil is done. He may well be irredeemable, but that's not our decision to make. That's the Lord's. The Lord can redeem him if Fauci will take the gift. I don't think Fauci can take the gift. I believe he is all the way gone and the Lord can do miracles. But I firmly believe we are set for the hardest possible challenge and it's not the lockdowns. We're just going to say no. No, we're not doing it. The masks, no, they're lies. We're not doing it. The injections, nope, those are lies. We're not doing it. Not going to inject a lie into our body. Not going to wear a lie on our face. You did that to us last time. We're not locking down. Come and get us all. Well, that's where we have to go. We also have to give up things. Like I begged people to do this last time. Give up the addiction to traveling around the world. I know it's a beautiful place. I know it's God's creation, but there's things to see here. Give up the addiction to NFL games. Get ready for them to leverage this stuff. Care about other things. But this is the hardest possible challenge, and I was just talking to my dear friend about this. We have to try to free them. We have to try to pray and free them from what has to be spiritual bondage. You can't be this blind. You can't let this evil, this much evil be done through you and not be spiritually blind. And then we have to, with those in society we know who haven't yet bought this stuff, we have got 
to be the ones there loving them as the terror gets reinstalled. We should be talking with our loved ones right now about the reality of RSV, that for years kids have got this. It is not new. For years, we probably had it. We probably overcame it. We probably developed immunities to it. But something has changed. We've got to open their minds. And that can only happen with the help of God. And that's the challenge we've been given. Remember I say sometimes we're going to be taken? Well, we decide how far we're taken spiritually. For me, I'm going to plant my feet right on the rock of Christ in his word. And in that way, I can't be taken at all. And then around us, if we stand firm, if we stand on that firm foundation, and others do reach out for us, we have a much better chance at holding them from ruin and being able to grab them and grasp them and pull them into us. Firm foundation versus PSYOP phase two. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please do go be well, be strong, be kind, and plant your feet firmly in the Word of God. It will give you discernment in all other areas, up to and including PSYOP Phase 2.